This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Kiesi. So the first paper, the paper that I wanted to talk about uh, today is a paper that was published in the Archive of Disease and Childhood and it's called Hydrocortisone and Very Preterm Neonates for BPD Prevention, Meta-Analysis and Effect Size Modifiers. I know we're talking a lot about hydrocortisone, but this is a great meta-analysis. All the big names are on it. Christy Waterberg is on there. Olivier Beau is on there. And uh, first author is Danielle De Luca, which, um, if I remember correctly, um, we have uh, mentioned on the show several times. So, um, the the I'm going to skip the the background, but the, the really the study looks at whether systemic hydrocortisone started in the first two weeks of life, in the first fifteen days of life, uh, aimed at preventing BPD and other adverse uh, outcomes. Um, does the, is is that is there a signal there? Basically, right? Uh, does systemic hydrocortisone in the first fifteen days of life prevent BPD or other adverse outcome? And then looking at potential effect size modifiers. Now, this was a systematic review meta-analysis approach. It followed uh, the Prisma guidelines, and it included RCTs following the fu- fulfilling the following criteria, which are uh, obviously published papers, peer-reviewed. Uh, the neonates in question had to be 30 weeks of gestation or less, or um, 1,000 grams or less. They looked at the administration of systemic hydrocortisone uh, at any dose, and it had to be done, like, like we said, before the 15th day postnatally aimed towards prevention of BPD, right? Um, and obviously, there are studies that look at adrenal insufficiency, and they mentioned that in the background, but that was the criteria. Now, they were ineligible studies if they use hydrocortisone for BPD prevention in combination with other, other drugs, um, or if they investigated hydrocortisone for reasons other than BPD, like hemodynamics, for example, as we mentioned. So um, the results are very interesting. Uh, it involves 2,193 infants and that is spanning seven trials, generally, as they mentioned, of good quality. And I'm going to go through some of the results uh, because that's quite interesting. So hydrocortisone itself did not reduce BPD. The risk ratio was 0.84, and um, the trials showed significant heterogeneity. But it's the following results that, to me, were quite interesting. So mitoral regression uh, showed that the effect size was inversely associated with the duration of treatment. And so a reduction in BPD was obtained with 10 to 12 days duration of treatment. And that was statistically significant. So should like is there a certain time that we should leave, right? We try to wean as, as much as quick as possible sometimes, but maybe not. Maybe we should leave it for a, a certain period of time. Another interesting factor was that the greater um, the percentage of neonates with chorioamunitis enrolled in the trial, the greater the effects on BPD reduction. So these babies that are born with choreo do benefit seemingly more from, from the medication. Hydrocortisone did reduce mortality significantly, and um, this finding did not show any significant heterogeneity between the trial. The reduction in mortality tended to be greater with increasing percentages of males enrolled in the trial. And in terms of other effect size modifiers, they could not find one. They have a long list. I'll let you go and review it. Looking at other factors that are interesting, maybe NEC. And figure three of the paper shows that NEC was significantly reduced by the use of hydrocortisone. And there were neither significant heterogeneity nor effect size modifiers uh, for um, 
for that finding. Another important comorbidity is IVH. And so IVH was kind of interesting because they looked at the effect size of the use of hydrocortisone for IVH and PVL. And it was not significant, but it was close to being significant. Like the 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 forest um the 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 bar like hugs the the non-significance line, but doesn't uh but but just touches it. And what's interesting is that um it uh for IVH controls are favored, but for PVL, the hydrocortisone group was favored. None of them were significant, by the way. I want to remind people of that. But Interestingly enough, that it had an opposite type mm-hmm. of uh, response. It was it was going in opposite direction, meaning IVH favored the controls and PVL favored the hydrocortisone. In terms of some respiratory stuff that they do mention, reintubation, duration of oxygen support, or ventilation were not analyzed, despite that being one of the original plans because they didn't have enough data. And so, in conclusion, this meta-analysis of seven trials, more than two thousand neonates, shows that hydrocortisone did not reduce BPD. And I think what they're saying in the conclusion is exactly where I land. Hydrocortisone showed benefits on some secondary outcome, Mm -hmm. that is mortality and neck. Thus, it can be considered on a case-by-case evaluation for these purposes. And there are some potential effect size modifier for mortality and BPD, which should be addressed in future exploratory uh, and explanatory trials. So a very interesting paper, Uh, a, a a little baby boy with choreo. You might want to look at yeah. this differently. I mean, I, 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 we just keep getting that more and more. We can't not. There are no two babies that are the same, and we're just looking, hoping, praying for something to be protocolized that we can just give to all the babies, and they'll all be better. But um, I think looking at these groups, breaking them down, and finding out. I, I, I mean, there are just groups that seems to help, and maybe because we just hit. You said, like you said, a little boy with choreo, and it had happened to really, really help, you know. Um, but uh, I think we will learn over time that our yeah, we're protocols st- will be multi-linear. We're still, you know? we're still thinking like we're looking for a vaccine, right? We're that's looking right. for a vaccine for these diseases that's like, hey, I just give it to everybody, and it just takes, Goes the, away. takes care of it. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not how it works. So yeah. Fascinating paper. Fascinating paper. And I just, it's such a reminder about the mother-infant dyad and not just that, but also this is just, it keeps coming up how inflammation in the body, it's just inflammation everywhere, right? So those are the kids that are really at risk and um, those are the kids we have to be, I think, the mm-hmm. most cautious with. Very interesting. Thank you for listening to the Incubator Podcast. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com. You can also message the show on Instagram or Twitter at nikupodcast or through our website, at www.the-incubator.org. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care professional. Thank you.